Hello and welcome to Succeed Through Speaking, the place for experts and entrepreneurs who want high-value ideas to boost business results. Hello, I'm Tom Bailey, and in today's Speaker Stories episode, I'll be getting to know Crystal Bauer, who is a wellness expert, keynote speaker, and TEDx speaker with a mission of helping individuals thrive personally and professionally whilst promoting vibrant company cultures. So Crystal, hello, and a very warm welcome to today's episode. Hello, Tom. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate you being here. And just out of interest for all of our listeners, whereabouts in the world are you right now? So I'm in the U.S. and I am north of Chicago, so Chicagoland area, Midwest. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. And I also know that you host the global top 1% podcast, Live Greatly. You've spoken all over the place and you also write for entrepreneur.com. But we're really going to be talking about the topic of public speaking today and really finding out about your journey as a speaker. Mm-hmm. So my first question for you is how important has speaking, presenting, public speaking being for you in your career so far? Oh, it's huge. It's been huge. So that uh, is one of the main focuses of my business right now and and being able to share the insights and education that I want to share with the world. So it's been an amazing platform to get my message out there and hopefully help some people. Absolutely. Just just spreading value all over the world. (laughs) Thanks for doing what you do. And and just to take it back to the very beginning for a second, what was your earliest earliest memory of having to stand up and deliver a presentation and how did it go? Oh my gosh. Okay. So the vivid memory that I have was in college and Mm -hmm. I never ever would have thought that I would become a speaker that I'd be doing what I was doing now. Never. And that would have been like a nightmare for me Mm -hmm. at that point, probably. (laughs) But I, um, I had to do, I was doing a public speaking class or speech and communications. It Mm was a mandatory course where I went to school and I had to give a talk in front of the class and it was a small class. I mean, maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe 15, 20, not very intimidating. Right. But I remember being so nervous just because we didn't really have any experience doing that when I was in high school, when I was in grade school. So it was very new to me. So the idea of standing up and presenting, and I think we had little note cards and stuff, mm-hmm. it it got the nerves going. And mm-hmm. I remember just like the butterflies in my stomach the night before feeling like, oh, worrying about it. And I went up there and I felt really nervous, but I remember, I think I got an A, like I did great. I got an A in the class, right. but it didn't feel that way. Like I yeah. felt like, oh, mm-hmm. and I thought it to myself at that time, I thought, oh man, I'm, I'm bad at public speaking. And what I come to realize later after I evaluated that thought process a little bit, I wasn't bad at it. It just made me nervous because it was Mm. new and that's normal and that's part of it. So it's been a journey for sure. Yeah, I love that. And I guess, um, you know, it's fear, it's limiting beliefs. What what do you think was going through your head? What were you afraid of? What was the worst that could have happened? Like, Like what was going through your head at the time? It was more just feeling like all eyes on you, you know, everyone's staring at you Mm -hmm. and like you're under a microscope and that feeling of like that, but but yeah, being judged right in the potential criticism. And, um, I wasn't used to it, you know, Mm. and I hadn't, I guess, built up that muscle yet Mm. of being able to be confident in um, those types of situations. Cause I do think it's like a muscle. Like I think the more that you do it, the more confident you get, but that was, that was the first step Mm -hmm. in kind of starting down that road yeah and I think you've made a really really good point there and, and I can really resonate with everything you said then by the way and um, 
And I think it is that fear of being judged. What will people think of me? What if I make a mistake? Will I get laughed at? Will they think yeah. I'm, you know, all these things going through our heads? And, and a lot for a lot of people, that stops them in their tracks, doesn't it? Totally. So, so looking back, what you what you know now, looking back to then, I guess, what advice would you have given to a young Crystal? Oh, that it's not that big of a deal. No one yeah. really cares <laughs> when it comes down to yeah. it. Like in the big picture of life, this is nothing, you know. So it's put it in perspective. And um, what I what helps me now is just focusing on the value that I'm bringing. And at that point, the thing is too, I wasn't passionate about what I was talking about. I you know, I picked some random topic that I was trying to memorize something. So mm-hmm. I wasn't excited about it. I wasn't passionate about it. I didn't feel like, oh, I'm bringing value to the people listening. And that makes such a huge difference. So I think it's paying attention to like, what's your unique value add? What, um, what do you have to offer? And then also like, just be you, show yeah. up as you. You don't have to pretend to be someone else or act this way or act that way. Mm-hmm. Like that takes the pressure off. I yeah. feel like just, you know, yeah. now like stepping on stage, like just show up as you. Perfect. Love that. And, and and something you mentioned right at the beginning there as well was that nobody really cares. I think that's important because a lot of people are worrying about what they're going to have for dinner. You know, what, looking yeah. at their social media notifications, like they don't really, this pressure you put on yourself isn't actually realistic in terms of what what the audience are, are kind of feeling they actually want you to do, to do a good job on stage yeah great <laughs> yeah so so um so that was we know where, where you started and, and and it's sounded like a very similar place to where I started and we know where you are now have there been any big failures any big lessons you've learned along the way any major speaking catastrophes that you'd like to share with us oh geez um well let's see so one thing that started that happened that was stressful, but I rolled with it when I first was starting to speak and um, I was just getting, starting to get some experience and this was a, a bigger conference and I had sent my presentation to them mm-hmm. in advance and was told, yep, we're, we're good. Thumbs up. Everything's good. And then it was time to start. And this was virtual and um, they weren't able to load it. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> And then I was trying to get it on my end and we weren't able to sync it. And so I was like, you know what, here we go. I'm just going to, I'm just going to give it without the slides. And it went fine. And I, and I was able to, I think, I think at least portray the message, Mm -hmm. but I had to, in that moment, roll with the circumstances, right? So you have this idea, it's going to go perfect. I got this, I got that. And then sometimes technology glitches, things happen. Mm -hmm. So that was definitely one that um, shook me up a little bit, but I think in the end ended up okay. Yeah, that's a great lesson. Technology will fail. So I guess have backups, whatever, (laughs) in in what format that is, have a backup. Um, But also don't, necessarily rely on technology you know as as much as you thought um a lot of people use the slides as almost a crutch like they have to have their slides because that's 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 what they're going to follow um but being able to get away from the powerpoint slides will be really useful in in your career i believe yeah i think it's using it to like amplify a point or you know have it up there and then expanding on it and one thing that helped me a lot with that was my tedx talk because Mm. i didn't use any slides for my tedx talk and um it was I think the fact that I I did that and I was able to have my talk free of slides and you know you you really want to pack it into a shorter time frame and have that like the powerful statements and and I had it mostly memorized um, going up on stage I knew what I wanted to say but I tell myself now okay I was able to do that so. Mm-hmm. 
it's kind of smooth sailing from here, at least yeah. in my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can, if you can do a TEDx, you know, and, and do it well, you can, you can do anything. So, I love that. Um, so if anybody's listening, that's maybe they're speaker curious or starting out in the speaking career, what advice would you give to them if they want to really take this to the next level and and pursue a career as a speaker? Ooh, okay. So, I think be patient is yeah. really important because when I started out. I, um, I think when I started out, I wanted to be where I am now, mm. like right away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I, I wanted it to be quick. And, you know, I was like, oh, I have all this expertise and background. I have all this to share. Like this should just happen. Right. Mm. I should just start getting booked for these yeah. big keynotes. Right. Like that. Why not? But I realized a lot of it's branding and a lot of it is um, starting to be visible in that space and searchable mm -hmm. and, you know, via web. And then it took time for me to develop that credibility in the space. Yes. Yeah. And um, the TEDx was almost a year ago now because I, I gave it in October of last year. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and that took time to get to, like, I got, you know, apl I applied to some and I heard no, and then I, yeah. I just kept at it. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, it's, um, have the goal, like have the vision and then just take steps in that direction. So yeah. whatever that looks like for you, for me, I started a podcast. I wanted mm -hmm. more practice being on air and speaking. And that was wonderful for me. And I still am doing that now. It's been great fun. And, um, I spoke for free in the beginning here yeah. and there, you yeah. know, and I think, um, you want to get some, um, testimonials. You want to try and get some footage. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, you know, be open to that in the beginning and then, you know, start charging for your time and, and the value that you bring. But in the beginning, I would, I would be open. I would say, be open to some of those things to get that expertise. And then after you have some of that, then, you know, maybe you start reaching out to some bureaus too mm -hmm. and, and yeah. pitch yourself. And yeah. don't be afraid to pitch yourself, like know your unique value add and kind of fine tune that pitch. Because in the beginning, I wasn't getting any responses from bureaus. Mm -hmm. um, and now I'm represented by quite a few and, and it just took, it took trial and error and yeah. it took time. And again, yeah. like building up that credibility. Right. I love that. Loads and loads of great value in there. Um, and one thing you did mention about, it's almost like transition from speaking for free and, and asking for, for, to be paid to speak. So yeah. How was that transition? Did it take courage? Was there any any particular piece of advice you'd give someone who wants to go from free speaker to paid speaker? It does take courage. Yes, yeah. it does. But I think it's recognize your value. So um, I once you get to that place where you're feeling like you've had some practice, you feel you know you feel confident. Then I really do feel like you should start charging because it's your time and yeah. and you're bringing to the table like all of the knowledge base that you that you've worked to get to get you where you are now. So that's really incredibly valuable. And if you don't ask, you're not going to get anything. Mm. So I think you, you have to get over that fear of, um, asking. And, yeah. and at this point, you know, I, I say no to a lot of things that are, are, are offers where it's unpaid. I'm not doing any unpaid speaking engagements at this point. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, if there's like a nonprofit or something like I potentially would consider it at one point yeah. if it made sense, but in general, like I, I being very careful with where I'm putting my time. Mm -hmm. And so I would just say to you listening, like value your time and yeah. value yourself and, um, and, and ask around a little bit, like see where you should start. And it's definitely changed for me as far as where I started and where I am now. So mm -hmm. just 
the more that you get a feel for like, well, what are other speakers in, in my space mm. getting? Yeah. And then that's going to change the more you do. Okay. Well now I can charge more. Oh, yeah. okay. Now I can charge more. So yeah, you're yeah. going to build, um, yeah. as you go. So just keep reevaluating it. I think. Yeah, I love that. And, and, and enjoy the journey as well, I guess. Yeah. Along the way. Totally. And so, so you mentioned the, the TEDx was probably around about a year ago. So I guess we were still in the pandemic maybe coming towards the end of the pandemic at that point how have you had to transition between stage speaking virtual speaking back to stage speaking how, how's that process been for you I really like the live because you get feedback and yeah. you can see I what it was hard um for virtual is that you you don't see a response mm-hmm. So it's hard to kind of gauge the feeling, right? Because mm. there is a feeling yeah. that you get when you're when you're around other people, mm. and you 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 know there's nonverbal communication, there's expression. So, and that can impact maybe you say something a little differently, or you you know you adjust a little bit. So I think that that was the trickiest part of virtual speaking is not having that feedback. So you have to be, I think, really confident yeah. just in your presentation and give kind of give yourself that own positive feedback. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> for how it's going. Um, so that's been the biggest thing. Perfect. But yeah, ho- hopefully live speaking is back and, and and for now for the you know the the near future here to stay as well. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. And very last question for me now. So um thank you very much for all of the value added so far. I guess the last question for me is if somebody would like to book you as a speaker, find out more or listen to your podcast, where's the best place for them to find you online? Oh, sure. So they can go to my website. It's uh, www.livegreatly.co. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they can reach out to me there. My podcast is available on all the major podcast platforms. So they can check that out wherever they like listening to podcasts. And then awesome. I'm also on Instagram, LinkedIn. Those are two of the big platforms I post on regularly. Fantastic. And what I'll do for everybody listening, I'll post all of those links in the show notes. So you can just click on them and you can go and find out more about Crystal. So thank you so much again for your time today. I really appreciate you coming along and you've just shared so much great value with me and our audience. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun.